Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. An, an epiphany. An epiphany's happened. Everybody brace yourselves. Sit down. Get ready for the big news. The Lib Hack Goon Media finally, finally is speaking out against censorship. I never thought it would happen, but that day has arrived. I'm going to do a little principles check on that. Big show today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my savvy listeners are protecting themselves online with a VPN. You should do it too. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Do it today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I got all the coverage of the Elon AOC media, Elon Jet stuff. I've got also some video from MSNBC seeing the light all of a sudden. And something happened at the RNC, which confirms your worst fears about swampy insiders. This is really going to tick you off. Um, today's show brought to you as well by GenuCell. There's only two weeks left for the Christmas and holiday season sale from GenuCell. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off. 70% off at GenuCell.com slash Dan. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. And including in every most popular package is your free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GenuCell.com slash Dan now and enter my special code Dan for an additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping with guaranteed delivery by Christmas. That's GenuCell.com slash Dan, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Joseph, it's a big Friday today before the Christmas week, so if you would, find sir. It's Friday! Yes, sir, it is. Don't miss my show on Fox tomorrow either. Unfiltered at 9 p.m. Set your DVR. I'm going to open up with a monologue you've not seen all week in the news. It's not just Twitter. I am going to lay out the most comprehensive case against big tech you've seen in a long time with the receipts to back it up. Do not. Do not miss that show if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Set your DVR if, you're, uh, if you can't make it live. So finally, this is really a seminal moment in human history. The liberal communist socialist Pravda media in the United States all of a sudden has a beef with censorship going on. Elizabeth. I was like, wow. It's, I, no, I, I'm stunned. Oh. Nobody can believe it. I know, <laughs> Elizabeth, get the nitro pills. This is crazy. So what happened? So Elon Musk, as you know, now owns Twitter and there is an account out there, Elon Jet. And Elon Jet tracks Elon Musk's moves in live time via his jet. Uh, we would call that doxing. Elon doesn't like that. I'm not a huge fan either. So Elon Musk and Twitter suspended the account and a couple of journalists who were promoting this account. Now, it's time for a principles check, folks, because this is what I've always prided myself on in the conserv the real conservative movement is that we don't care who it is or how powerful or, or how connected or how Republican you appear to be or not. Uh, we stand on a set of principles that are inviolable. I'm not a fan of censoring these accounts uh, for a number of reasons, so let me just get that on the record. Number one, I think the Streisand effect kicks in. I've had this problem over and over. The Streisand effect is Barbara Streisand once asked a bunch of people not to photograph her house. What did it do? Drew a bunch of people to her house, photographing her house to wonder why she didn't want her house photographed. So this tends to lead to the Streisand effect anyway and tends to be counterproductive. But I, I'm not a fan of, of, of just censoring the accounts or suspending them. 
Uh, Elon has now come out and put a poll out saying, when, you know, should we uh, release the accounts now or should we wait a few days? Fine. Um, it's, having said that, though, uh, whereas I'm completely comfortable in my principles, uh, what I'm proud of is being on the right side of the principles check when the left is always on the wrong side. Because the left, who absolutely loved, they wet their draws when Twitter, prior to Elon, when Twitter prior to Elon, suspended and nuked the New York Post account about Hunter Biden in an act of actual censorship about a real story, the Hunter Biden laptop. The libs loved it. It's a private platform. They can do what they want because they have no freaking principles. You were talking about a bunch of serial life losers who don't stand for a damn thing in their lives, who are totally full of crap. You don't see any of them now coming out and the principles check and going, hey, listen, they nuked the New York Post and I said it was a private platform before the election. Elon's on a private platform. It's literally private now. It's not even a publicly traded company anymore. So it's private in every sense of the word. Elon owns it. You'd think they'd come out and say, he can do what he wants with these. He doesn't like doxing of his plane. That's fine. It's his platform. You're not seeing any of that. Look at this goofball clown, AOC. Victim all the time. Oh my goodness, you're doxing us. You're inciting violence. Clown. Total emoji clown woman, right? 100%. You're a public figure, Elon. An extremely controversial and powerful one. No, he's only controversial in your space. I get feeling unsafe, but descending into abuse of power and erratically banning journalists. <laughs> ah! Guys, come on. So leave this up. Erratically banning journalists? She said none of this when the New York Post account was nuked before an election. What an idiot. Only increases the intensity around you. Take a beat and lay off the proto-fascism. Do you believe this clown show? I own, we owned a bar, my family. Bartenders, I figure, are the smartest people out there because I've dealt with them and they hear everybody's problems. They learn a lot. This one is an idiot. Maybe try putting your phone down. To which Elon responded, you first. Now, they are <laughs> clearly doxing him, which I think is really stupid and a bad idea. Again, I don't think it's a good idea to suspend the accounts because we have actual principles here. But they are doxing him. They're showing his online location for a public figure in, in live time. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a stupid idea. Maybe it's my prior line of work. However, it is a free country. And if you want to do that, then I think you should be able to do it. I just think it's idiotic. Here's another principles check. Here's that goofball Taylor Lorenz, the so-called Washington Post fake news specialist, the crier and the whiner. Taylor Lorenz always crying about doxing and whining and crying on TV. Oh my gosh, you're exciting violence. Here's this clown on Twitter calling out doxing. Meanwhile, Elon gets doxed and she has absolutely nothing to say about it in support of Elon preventing being doxed. So I know you're joking, but doxing, stalking, and trying to hurt and smear people's loved ones and threatening them is not okay in any situation. Okay, this was April 2nd. Are you going to say that again now about Elon? Here's the other one. Yeah, Elon Musk reads my words to live by, citing her April, uh, April post on that. Expect nothing from these people. The Taylor Lorenzes and the Washington Post of the world, and you'll never be disappointed. Here's one more. Remember Brandy Zadrozny? Whiner and cryer always on MSNBC too. Oh, man, it's, everybody's inciting violence against everyone. So you got doxing going on, which could potentially lead to violence against Elon. Again, I'm not for the censorship component of it. It's clear on that. Principles do matter. However, I do think it's a stupid idea. You can make your point without putting up the guy's lifetime location for lunatics who want to kill him. So Drozny loved this. 
Randy Zadrozny doxes people and then whines about doxing. It was an, uh, an article in Law Enforcement Today. MSNBC Zadrozny, the investigative reporter, that is, seems to make a hobby out of doxing Trump supporters. Folks, these people are such freaking frauds. It is so hard to get your arms around and your claws into the level of fraudulent activity and the hypocrisy from these goons and idiots. And the lying, the continued lying about the Twitter files and the Elon case, it's just so hilariously demeaning and bad that I, I wonder, even though that the guy I'm about to show, Oliver Darcy, who has no human dignity at all, this is a guy who will say and do anything to keep the grift going. Anything. Anything. The man has not a shred of human dignity whatsoever. I know people who knew this guy at the blaze. I'm not going to say who, but I assure you what happened. It's not just one. I've gotten at least three or four emails and texts that this guy was a total loser, a goofball, totally inappropriate, and a, just a complete weirdo. Oliver Darcy from CNN was at the blaze. Yes, that's when he pretended to be a conservative. He did? Oh, yeah, I'll show you that in a minute. Here's Darcy on CNN, the worst fraud of all of these media reporters, hilariously claiming that the Twitter files had nothing to do with government involvement and censorship, even though since the first drop, the information about the FBI meetings has already come out. <laughs> Listen to this idiot. I think what is maybe the most talked about Twitter file, uh, what are they called? Is that right? The Twitter file. Is the app. Yeah, Twitter file. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm -hmm. And the New York Post story that was squashed um, weeks ahead of the election. What has come out of the Twitter files on that? Well, I think, one, we need to first say that Jack Dorsey admitted that suppressing the New York Post story um, was a mistake. So that he did, uh, I think, last year. So um, the Twitter files, though, they, they really showed the, I think, messy content moderation uh, that was happening behind the scenes. And I think we're seeing, um, and it's probably no surprise, but we're seeing that not everyone agrees is on the same page when they're making these complex decisions. I will say on this specific uh, Twitter files drop, I thought what was really noteworthy was that Elon Musk's handpicked reporter, Matt Taibbi, said that there was no evidence of government involvement in trying to suppress uh, this story. And that was a big claim that Elon Musk had made earlier when he was hyping these Twitter files. I think that's very important to mm -hmm. point out here. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that claim was made because Elon knew a little bit more than you knew, like about this FEC declaration by Twitter's Yoel Roth, the head of trust and safety, that in their weekly meetings with the FBI, he, quote, learned that there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. We've only put this up at least 10 times. What about this article in the New York Post about bi-weekly meetings? FBI warned Twitter during weekly meetings. I'm sorry, Joe. Weekly meetings of Hunter Biden hack and leak operation before oh. censoring the Post. Yeah, sorry about that. Big screw up. What do you expect from these people, though? Here's Oliver Darcy. I just want you to be sure you understand these people are grifters. They believe in nothing. They have zero principles at all. Zero. They will do anything for money and to keep the grift going. Here's Darcy at News Wars. Flashback, CNN shill Oliver Darcy once promoted conservatism. He founded a website, folks, called ExposeLeftist.com. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the same guy. Same guy. Wait, wait. It's not about done, Joe. It gets even better. Here's a Fox News article by Brian Flood. Old tweets reveal CNN reporter Oliver Darcy used to mock the network. Quote, CNN is really confused. This is why you get... <laughs> 
I, again, I'm just going to leave it here because I don't want to beat this up. Gee is actually pretty tired of this story, but I just love this angle last night. It's just not even so much about Elon and Twitter anymore. It's about how you going into the holidays should be proud. And I mean damn proud that you stand for a set of principles. And it doesn't matter who violates them. You will call them out because those principles matter to you and it's a hill you're going to die on. And I want you to know that you should thank the Lord for your weak, pathetic enemies who stand for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. They stand for nothing. These are people with no human dignity at all. They stand for nothing. You are fighting a bunch of character-free, power-hungry losers. But we're going to continue to expose leftists.com. All right, moving on. Got a lot more to get to. So they're bitter and raging because their primary vehicle for groupthink, the libs, that is, Twitter, where all the reporters talk to each other with their blue check marks, that it's, it's not in their hands anymore. That's why the rage machine on the left continues. I want you to watch. Let me just get this out in advance for Guy and producer Jim who's listening. He listens to the podcast too in the radio station. I know the mask thing. It drives me bananas, whether it drives you bananas as much as it drives me bananas. I'm not sure. I get a lot of good feedback. So I'm assuming the reason I'm assuming it does drive you crazy. The reason the mask thing drives me nuts for the thousandth time has nothing to do with the mask. I want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me at all. The reason it drives me crazy is it is an act of mass hysteria like I've never seen before. It's an example of the nude emperor and everybody talking about how wonderful his robe is. Look at that robe. It's so be- it, I've never seen anything like it. There is no significant statistical evidence that these masks do a damn thing. And yet people, because of liberal groupthink, continue to tell you the emperor's got a beautiful robe on, although it's just hanging out. Here's what I mean. First, let's get to this one first. This is, uh, this is the COVID coordinator at the White House, doctor. The guy's a doctor. Ash Ja. I want you to watch the power of groupthink. As he says something at the White House podium in his taxpayer-funded position, that is absolutely categorically false, scientifically verifiably false, and yet he says it anyway, not one fact checker or not a single soul in the media has called him out. This is him on the vaccine. You want to see the power of groupthink? Listen to this. So far, nationally, in our analysis of the data, uh, death numbers are just beginning to rise. We obviously want to make sure that does not go any further. We know we can prevent nearly every death from COVID if people get their updated vaccines and people get treated. So um, we continue to, to press that message. What? Folks, that's. That is. Are you are you crazy? You just said that from the White House podium that with the vaccines, you can prevent nearly every death from covid. That is absolutely ridiculous. That's not even hyperbole. That's just outright misleading. Folks, the vaccines do not stop the transmission of covid. They don't. I don't know what you're talking about. But again, the power of group thing. Ash Ja is part of the lefty media, entertainment, sports, cultural community of accepted groupthink. Therefore, Ash Ja can say whatever he wants without being challenged, even though what he's saying is verifiably ridiculous and possibly putting people in danger who believe him. Now you've got the vaccine. You believe you're safe. You're not. You're not. You're a vulnerable person. You're elderly. You've got respiratory issues. You listen to these scientists and doctors from the White House, you're going to get yourself killed. And what's the number one rule of the Dan Bongino show? Don't Don't get get dead. dead. 
If you don't, thank you, Joe. And if you don't want to get dead, don't listen to these people. Where are the fact checkers? Where are they? Here's another one, Ash Jha, White House, COVID quarter. Doctor, doctor. Again, repeating the fairy tale. The emperor's robe is beautiful myth that somehow the talisman-like mask on your face is going to work to protect you from COVID. I mean, it's, it's just obscene at this point. Take a listen. Do people need to start masking up again? You know, look, there's a, a variety of tools that we have to keep infection numbers lower, testing, masking, vaccinations, treatments, uh, improving indoor air quality. My point on this has been very clear. Masks work. They help uh, in crowded indoor spaces. I wear a mask and I think we should see them as one part of a list of tools that we have that can keep infections lower. You know, uh, folks, he thinks this is one big psyop being conducted. <laughs> I, I, I'm at the point now where I, 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 I don't think I disagree with him anymore. It really is. They're saying increasingly more ridiculous things to see how much you'll take. How much BS you'll be fed about how beautiful the emperor's robe is until someone finally breaks and goes, hey, that's a ding dong. That's not a robe. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a tassel on a robe. I, I, you may be right, Guy. This Maybe this is one big sign. How stupid are people that they'll continue to believe this despite no available statistically significant evidence whatsoever that these masks do anything? We do know they're doing one thing, however. They're clogging up the oceans in garbage pails all over the world. And also they're convincing people, the left, that they're safe with the mask on in a crowded indoor space when they're not. Science. This is hilarious. Saw this in the New York Post the other day too. Dana G. Smith. <laughs> it's time to wear a mask again, health experts say. As James Freeman in the Wall Street Journal would say, what would we do without experts? There was just a study just released about how an N95 mask is not providing you quality protection against infection. And yet you'll see again the New York Times saying, quote, there is strong evidence that masks help to reduce the transmission of several respiratory viruses. One paper published in 2020 by researchers in Hong Kong showed people with sick with COVID or the flu, flu breathe out fewer viral particles when they were wearing a surgical mask. Yeah, that's interesting because there's another study out there right now from 2009 before at PubMed. You can go check it out, by the way that studied this before the politics of masks got in the way and the gaslighting started and the fairy tales and the emperor ding-dong, right? Face masks and hand hygiene to prevent influenza transmission in households, a cluster randomized trial. They noted that the differences compared with the control group were not significant, talking about masking. Keep recommended masking. Keep it up. Folks, the science... From the time Donald Trump entered office until now, you can throw it out the window. Journals have been corrupted. Scientists have been corrupted. Scientists have been paid off. You can see it in the Wuhan lab leak stuff where they tried to cover that up. Forget it all. Go back to pre-Trump and look at the data on masks and you will see quite clearly there is not a shred or a scintilla of evidence that these things will protect you. And listen to these health experts at your own peril. You will get sick if you listen to them. And if you're vulnerable, you could die. That's not panic. That's real. That's the real world. All right, let's take a break. Here's like coming up next. Trump released a pretty bold plan yesterday for fighting media censorship. 
I was after the NFT thing, which didn't kind of work out too well. But the plan, I hope it doesn't get overshadowed. If he, uh, if he becomes the next president of the United States, the plan was pretty amazing. I don't want you to miss that. Let's get to our next sponsor today. Uh, almost every week you hear me talk about We The People Holsters and what a great company they are. We The People Holsters has uh, been a partner of the show for a long time now. They don't just do holsters. You see me wearing their shirts on the show all the time. People ask me where did I get them. I get them from We The People Holsters. Their shirts are a world above the rest, and here's why. They have the most patriotic and pro-Second Amendment designs. All of their shirts, I had one on yesterday, the American flag shirt people love. All of them are made in the USA down to the very cotton. We're talking cotton grown in America, sewn in America, printed in America, and shipped right to your door. Doesn't get any more American than that, folks. Check out their line of American-made, patriotic, awesome t-shirts. Again, you see me wearing them at wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Here's a promo code. We love promo codes. You'll save 25% off your order. It's a big savings when you use code Dan25. That's Dan25 at wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. While you're there, check out their complete line of custom printed holsters, the revolutionary Freedom Holster platform, and industry-leading gun belts as well. It is a destination for your Christmas shopping. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Use offer code Dan25. That's Dan25. Thanks, We The People Holsters. We appreciate it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So yesterday, lost in all the hoopla about the uh, non-fungible token released by the Trump uh, team over there, uh, which was not uh, received well by a lot of people, Trump did release a pretty comprehensive plan on fighting back against online censorship. And it was a pretty amazing plan. There are some things in there you should really check out. I have this in the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's a piece by Just the News, Ben Whedon. Trump unveils plan to protect free speech on prospective return to the White House. There were a number of things in there, including a bill of rights for people online, uh, a government prohibition on funding, uh, labeling information as misinformation or disinformation, which I love. But I think the most important part is he's promising Trump, if elected again, that he would pursue investigations and prosecutions of federal employees involved in censorship efforts. Yes, yes, yes. As I said to you the other day, there are some really competent, smart legal minds who are saying that Title 18, Section 241, which bans collusion between the government and private entities to violate people's constitutional rights, could absolutely be in play if you were a government official, the FBI or elsewhere, working to censor people online. The prosecution's portion is the most important. There is absolutely no way we should let these people get away with this. Clear violations of the First Amendment. Check it out. He's got a number of good things in there. All right. It's the end of the year, folks. The end of the year is it's Joe knows being in the radio business. Remember listicles and what do you call them? Kickers in the business. Kickers. Yeah. They're like in a radio business, right, Joe? In the morning, they give you this list of stuff. Like if you run out of stuff to talk about, they give you these kickers like, hey, today is a national Christmas tree day or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice way to end a stop set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we don't do kickers on the show because there's always too much to talk about. We barely finish our own content. 
But once in a while, I get a really cool story and list time. At the end of the year, you always get a thousand lists. I candidly ignore most of them. But the Media Research Center has a really, really good set here. They, they have a competition for the worst quote of the year. I believe they do this annually. The worst left-wing media quote of the year. So they had four final contenders. I'll play them in order. They're short. Here is the first one. Worst quote of the year. This is historian. I use that with air quotes. Michael Beckloss losing his marbles on MSNBC, suggesting that we're, after, you know, pre-midterms, we're headed down the path to fascism tomorrow if they lose. Here, check this out. We could be six days away from losing our rule of law. A historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. <laughs> could be a week away. Brutal authoritarian. People locked up. Dogs and cats <laughs> handcuffed everywhere, <laughs> thrown in internment camps. That was historian Michael Backlot. So that was one contender. Here was the second one. This is David Zurowick. This guy's, a, I mean, you want to talk about a bozo, the clown replica in real life, the embodiment of bozo. David Zurowick. The, uh, this guy, I think, used to write uh, at the Baltimore Sun, too. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, remember Zerwick? Yeah. Same way back then, too. Yeah. yeah, same way back. Yeah, nothing's changed. Joe and I are way too familiar with Maryland politics. Here's number two, David Zerwick. This one's just hilarious, him congratulating CNN for, <laughs> for, for all the great work they've done and exposing the truth. It's, they really need it. They've done, they've done a wonderful job. Check this out. CNN is one of the station, one of the, of all the television broadcast networks and cable channels. It pushed harder in 2020, from 2016 to 2020 against Trump. And it was part of the firewall that I think has saved democracy this far under Jeff Zucker. Totally saved democracy. I'm glad David Zerwick got that out. Thank you, Brian <laughs> Stelter and CNN. Brian's, know, Brian's not there anymore. Sorry, he saved democracy and then got fired for saving democracy. Thank you, CNN, for accurately reporting on the PP tape, Spygate, the impeachment hoax, the Nikki Haley drapes controversy, Mike Flynn Russia controversy. Thank you for getting all those stories right. I mean wrong. I mean wrong, but you saved democracy while doing it. So that was contender number two. Contender number three is the ever hapless Eli Mistal. Eli Mistal always goes uh, <clears throat> onto MSNBC, and uh, because he's a grifter, he has to engage in race hustling. Um, he's not very good or very articulate, so he calls people jerk faces. So this is up there. <laughs> this one's your favorite? This is Ski's winner. This is okay. We all get to pick a winner. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you mine at the end. Uh, but here's Eli Mistals uh, losing his mind over there, our founders who were apparently uh, jerk faces. Check this out. Alito's fundamental legal reasoning is that abortion is not a fundamental right. And he's right about that. The founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist jerk faces who didn't believe that women had any rights at all. All right. So Guy, it's funny. Guy hasn't even heard the last one. He's already decided. There's still one more. Yo, you did. He cheated. He heard all. All right. He has heard all. So G, that's Guy's. All right, Joe, I'll get your uh, vote in a second. Here is the MRC Media Research Center winner for uh, most ridiculous media soundbite talking head quote of the year. This is the ever hilarious Don Lamont, uh, as Tucker calls him. Here's Lamont on a late night show uh, talking about CNN saying, yeah, you know, CNN, they were never they were never 
Hey, we're never liberal. Here, listen for yourself. The word on the street is that you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that is that the case? I don't think we ever were liberal. What? Yes. Okay, that's the MRC winner. Now, Joe, we know Guy. Guy's going with Ellie Mistel. Joe, you are going with? I'm going with Don. Don, he's... Uh, the, You're going with Don. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I Joe's been here the longest. He knows me the best. But I got to tell you, I'm going with Guy on this one. I think Mistel <laughs> is, is definite. I agree with Guy. But MRC folks, you know I love you. You're the best, uh, you know, checks on the media out there. But I got to agree with Key. I think you got this wrong. I, I think Lemon's a close second, a close second. But I go with Ellie Mistel, too. Right. I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they're Turk faces. I mean, they're that guy faces. is always just a bevy of good material. What? That is that the, was that the same guy who suggested we throw the Constitution? Probably. So we have to check that out. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And then um, a serious story, switching gears a little bit. Uh, what is up with the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, the Republican National Committee running it, essentially the National Republican Party infrastructure? What the hell is up with this story? $321,000 on flowers? Flowers for what? The, the funeral service after we lost the Senate? Like, <laughs> what? I mean, right? All right, let me get to this first. Today's show also brought to you by Allform, A-L-L-F-O-R-M. What is Allform? Well, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I talk about my Helix mattress all the time. Well, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom, and they're making sofas now, too, and they're awesome. Allform. Allform has premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Allform customizes a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost right here in the U.S. Pick your fabric, color, sofa size, and shape to fit perfectly in your home. The fabric is spill, stain, and scratch resistant. They've got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. So there's something for everyone. You can always start small and buy more seats later, which is great. So we can grow and change with you when you move. All-form sofas are delivered directly to your home within a couple of weeks and with free shipping. In the past, it could take months for your sofa to arrive, and they have to have some, someone come and assemble it. It's a real pain in the butt, not with all-form. It's simple and quick assembly, no tools needed. And if getting a sofa without trying it in the store sounds risky to you, we understand, but don't worry about it. You've got 100 days to decide if you want to keep your all-form. That's more than three months. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up for you for free and give you a full refund. It's really that simple. They have a forever warranty. They mean literally forever. That's how confident they are in their product. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Dan. That's allform.com slash Dan. Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform. A-L-L-F-O-R-M. Allform.com slash Dan. Thanks, Allform. Check them out. Great sofas. My daughter has them. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three dollars to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, so I saw this story yesterday, and uh, the blood, the boiling again. Um, listen, I, I say this, and I don't speak with forked tongue because I ran for office. You, you know that. It's not a mystery. It's, I, I lost, but I ran. So I understand the process of 
accepting and taking donor money and how to spend it. You know, the irony is when I ran for office in Florida, my last race, which we, uh, we lost, we got smoked in that one. But in order to save donor money, my wife designed the website and never charged us for it. Although practically every political campaign out there would have done that because she had to stop doing what she was doing. Almost, as a matter of fact, not only would they have paid her, they probably would have paid her a consulting fee too. She didn't take any money. We did it for free. Also, because we didn't want to get a campaign office because they're expensive. The rent in the Naples area where I was, uh, I was living at the time would have been probably close to 10000 a month. I didn't want to waste donor money. I, again, I'm not trying to, this, I know it sounds like a weird virtue. So it's not. I'm just trying to tell you, like, I've been there and I understand this. It just seemed to me like a, just a bad look. So I'm not, I don't want to even sound like it's totally philanthropic. You get what I'm saying, Joe? It's just a bad look. Yeah. Hey, donate money to me and I'm going to piss it away. Like, it's just stupid. Right. So the irony of this story is when I ran, I used the local Outback in Naples. You know, the steak joint? I used it as kind of an office. Matter of fact, I would sit there for hours and hours at a time and do meetings. People thought it was kind of weird, but saved us a lot of money. So while we were there, we would eat, which was the weirdest thing. Because that's a perfectly legitimate campaign expense. Outback it wasn't the rainbow room. The bill was like, I don't know, $150 a day, $100 a day, which is peanuts compared to what you would pay for rent and having stuff catered and all this crap. And you had people like, oh my gosh, Dan, why are you spending this money at the Outback? Because we don't have an office and we have to eat and so do other people, which was stunning. So I, believe me, I get it. I've been there. But what the hell is this? You've got to read this in the newsletter. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Check this red state story out by the great Jennifer Van Lahr, who we love. A really nice person, too. They got exclusive here. So they analyzed RNC spending since 2017. Millions spent on private jets, limos, luxury retreats, and Broadway shows. Folks, what the hell does this have to do with winning elections? Look at some of these expenses they found. Red State got a report dated October 7, 2022, calculated that more than 500000 in private jet expenses. Now, folks, I've done this before on my own, not on campaigns, but not often I don't fly, but I've taken them. That's a lot of private jet expenses. That's a lot. 64000 in clothing retailers? What were, you, what were you buying? the hell does that have to do with winning campaigns? 321,000 in floral arrangements? Say what with flowers? What? I, I, Whoa! Uh, three, now, as I said to you before, like, flowers for what? Flowers for the, 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 the Senate funeral after we lost the seat? Listen, folks, this is serious stuff, man. To Ronna McDaniel, it's time to step aside. Okay, it's nothing personal. I don't know you. I'm not even sure we ever met. You just didn't get it done. We won the house back barely. You've been in charge over there for a long time. We lost the presidential. We lost a seat in the Senate. It's just time to move on. It's not personal. So today, I think you should then listen to the, it's an inside baseball election with committee people. I understand. You don't, you don't have to take my word for it. I get it. You may gaff me off, and that's okay. That's you guys earned your positions. Vote as you know. Vote your own conscience. I'm not here to tell you what to do. 
But I would highly recommend we move on and give Harmeet Dillon a shot. I don't see any other alternative right now. Control yourself. Control yourself with other people's money or else you're acting like liberals. Because liberals love to spend other people's money. Which makes for a perfect segue into this next story. You see, when it's other people's money, liberals love to take it. Why? Because when they're spending other people's money, there's, they don't have to work for it. And the old Milton Friedman rule applies, that when other people spend other people's money on other people, neither cost nor quality matter. That's government. Government takes other people's money, the taxpayers, and gives it to other people, other taxpayers. So they don't care about the cost of what the money's spent on because it's not their money they're taking. It's other people's. Nor do they care about the quality of anything they're buying because they're not even buying it for themselves. Other people are buying other things for themselves. Did you see this segment last night on Waters about reparations? So California, the craziest state in the union, is proposing reparations. You know what? I really feel bad for the conservatives in California. But to the conservatives in California, I think this may be a turning point for you. There's potential they could pass this reparations uh, legislation. You watch when your neighbor, after taking some race test, race test, Joe, that sounds kind of like uh, Neanderthal racist prehistoric, doesn't it? What are we going to do? Take blood samples? So watch it. Don't, mm. don't, don't let. They had a guy on last night talking about you. How else are you going to determine who gets reparations? Now, you watch when your race purity test doesn't come back to meet the reparations standard and your neighbor gets a check for 200000 and you don't. And the neighbor gets the check paid for by you and others because it's other people spending other people's money on other people. Reparations. Really? Can you think of a more divisive and destructive plan for the United States of America than this? No. To have other people. I, I can't. I can't. To have other people who did nothing wrong pay people now who weren't wrong for wrongs they all agree were wrong. Can you think of something more divisive? Even worse, my wife said last night, which I found interesting, we were sitting on the couch, we were watching this segment, and she was furious, which she doesn't get often. And she's like, Dan, I'm not even from here. I'm Colombian. <laughs> Do I have to pay? And I said, Paula, that's a great question. Does Paula have to pay reparations too? She just became a citizen within the last decade. She wasn't even born here. She came here when she was 11. What about her? Guy, when did you come here? Nine years ago. Does Guy have to pay? I guess he does. Why does he have to pay? I mean, these are fair questions, right? You're paying for some historical wrong. Jesse Waters had a great segment on this last night on Fox. Waters covered this hearing they were doing where constituents in one of these districts and reparations activists, they came up to the podium on the reparations thing and they had some demands about what they wanted. One of them wants to be paid off in, in gold. Check this out. So Newsom's reparations task force asked for advice from the community. What more can we do for you? And here's what they heard. At the end of the day, any amount is too little and every amount is never enough. Your job is to hear us. We want transparency. First thing I said yesterday was the dead people in front of us. And we said for my neighborhood, the dead homes. 
They will be respected to get reparations as well, to pass out to their people. I think the reparations uh, should be as follows. Uh, it's to be gifted to us with uh, gold and silver bullion to, as I said before, my antebellum slaves and ancestors and their heirs. It should be measured in the amount of one troy ounce of gold and silver per for each antebellum slave and their descendants according to the conditions of the mother for 16 generations. That equals 1,724 metric tons of gold and silver bullion. I, I love how this guy has this measured out, the metric tons of gold. Like he's yeah. thought this through. I, listen, I don't agree with you, man, but at least he's got a plan, which is more than I can say for the Democrats. This guy's got like a spreadsheet. 17,000 metric tons of gold distributed. I mean, he's got it all locked down. <laughs> Folks, again, to the conservatives and sane people, including moderate Democrats in California, I know this sounds bad, but I remember what I told you. Things have not gotten bad enough yet. You're going to deal with the, the, the continuing slow managed decline of California until there's a breaking point. Here's my suggestion. Rip the Band-Aid off. Do this reparations thing. Watch California politics completely break down as the spoils of taxpayer dollars are carved up amongst racially preferred groups over others. And then you'll see what happened like what happened in New York during the Giuliani-Pataki era where people finally had enough, things got bad enough, and within a couple of years, they turned the whole place around. You want reparations, you go for it. Watch what happens afterwards. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And I've got an Adam Kinzinger update. Crying Adam is back. He gave his last speech on the House floor, telling everyone how wonderful he is. Adam Kinzinger, the anti-Trump January 6th crying lunatic. He's on the floor moaning and whining again. Truth. The truth of my job was taken. Really, it was taken. <laughs> it's really strange because I don't remember it happening that way. But he cried about it. So it's got to be true. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. I got your questions too coming up. They're good this week. Open enrollment is here. That means now's the time to take charge of your healthcare decisions. We all know the system isn't working, but thanks to CrowdHealth, CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your healthcare back in your hands. It cuts out the middleman, saves money, and funds your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. Listen, let's be honest. The insurance model's broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare costs. See any doctor you want. No deductibles, exclusions, or copays. Only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. Hmm. Interesting. Check this out. The crowd health community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles. No surprises. Crowd health puts the community back in community health care. Pay one low monthly total to fund your account. Your monthly subscription helps fund health care costs of the entire crowd health community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks. So you can see any doctor you want. Take charge of your health care today. Don't wait with crowd health. Crowd health. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on this broken system without penalty. So don't wait for a limited time for just $99 a month for your first six months when you use promo code Bongino, my last name, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, at, here's the website, joincrowdhealth.com, joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com using promo code Bongino. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Thanks, CrowdHealth. We appreciate you being part of the show. So Crying Adam's back. January 6th, Star Chamber member. 
Democrat? Democrat. I thought he was elected as a Republican. <laughs> you thought wrong. This guy's the biggest Democrat out there. He's he's a he's a bigger liberal, Adam Kinzinger, than a lot of Democrats out there. He's more liberal than Cinema and Joe Manchin. Here's crying Adam. So Adam Kinzinger is uh, you know, giving his final speech. He's going to be leaving office uh, shortly in the beginning of January as a congressman. And it can't come through soon, by the way. And the guy, Joe, the nobility in this guy. I mean, really, he stood up for truth, man. Oh. He stood up for truth. He did. I know you were deeply impacted when you cut this this morning. Joe, oh, yeah. fact, Joe texted me and said, listen, we can start the show five minutes late. I need a break here. It's been very emotional. Kinzinger got up and gave his last speech. And he said, listen, man, I stood up for truth. Getting goosebumps here, man. And it cost me my job. <laughs> oh, did it? Let's listen to his speech first. You're going to get very emotional. Get the, get the Kleenex. Check this out. Had I known that standing up for truth would cost me my job, friendships, and even my personal security, I would, without hesitation, do it all over again. I can rest easy at night knowing that I fulfilled my oath to the office. I know many in this institution cannot do the same. This guy is the biggest drama. I've never seen a bigger drama king than this guy. Dan. Joe, did you catch it? I know. I know you were broken up. He needed a few minutes. We had to get himself together. Joe, I mean, really, this is very emotional. Number one, the truth did not cost you your job. You lied about the insurrection to get your way onto January 6th committee because you wanted a job at MSNBC and CNN after you decided not to run again when your Democrat friends screwed you over and redistricted your district, which you cowardly decided not to run in. I would do it all over again, except you didn't. Here's the Washington Post. Illinois Democrats' new congressional map spells doom for some incumbents, including Adam Kinzinger. What are you talking about? This guy is always lying. I would do it all over again, standing for truth. You didn't stand for truth. You lied. Republicans can't stand you. You're a laughing stock. You're never going to get elected. So you became an anti-Trump grifter like Oliver Darcy, no different. A total grifter because you want a job now that you decided like a chump not to run again. What a loser. And the whining and the crying all the time. The drama. Grow up, man. What a chump this guy is. Don't let the screen door hit you in the ass. Oh, please. No, right? Listen, I, I, I get it. I'll probably come back with, oh, you ran and you lost. Yeah, I'm proud of that. As I opened up the show, I ran in a Democrat district in a Democrat state. You know, I had almost no chance of winning against well-funded opponents. And I stood on a set of principles and it didn't work out. You absolutely can't say the same. All right. Um, you know what? We got to get to questions. Let me do the questions for Dan because I don't want to miss out on this. And uh, it's these are really good questions this week. All right. It's time for questions for Dan. Hey, Dan, this is from At Impact Video. There's a lot to be said about courage and men who need it today. Serving in the careers you did shows you have titanium cojones. Well, I appreciate that. But how can the fearful gain balls of steel? Listen, man, I appreciate the compliment. I, 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 I don't know if I would say titanium cojones. I, and I, I'm, I was hesitant to put this question in there because the answer is always going to seem self-serving. But let's talk about other people rather than me. Uh, really brave people I know, people who've taken incredible risks in their lives. Folks, you know, fear's not a choice, but your reaction to it is, okay? 
I, that's all I can tell you. Fear is, is, fear is a natural human instinct in response to danger. I love those stupid shirts. No fear. Whatever. No, no. Everybody has fear. If you didn't have fear, I, I would consider you less brave. That's why I don't like Superman movies. Superman, he can never be hurt. Uh, you know, outside of kryptonite, he can never be hurt. So what's the point? Like, well, how brave is that? I more prefer Batman, who's human and can get his ass kicked and still takes on, you know? Fear isn't a choice, but your response to it is. You can overcome it and take risks and fight the fights you want to fight despite overwhelming odds. And I know a lot of brave men who were very scared and did it anyway. A lot of brave things, including a friend of mine who got shot in the head chasing the guys in Atlanta cop and knew he was probably going to get shot doing it and did it anyway. I promise you, he was scared too. Hey, Dan, at Western Maryland Farmer, what should be the top goals for the first 100 days when taking over leadership of the House? Uh, number one should be some budgetary restraint. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going, uh, we're going broke. Uh, they should not vote for any piece of legislation that, granted, folks, we're not going to balance a budget next year, okay? It's not even feasible. I wish it were, but anyone telling you that is lying. And there's not a bigger fiscal hawk on conservative radio than me. We are so knee-deep in over our heads. It's just no way. It's like suggesting you're on a $30,000 salary and you're going to pay off a million-dollar debt next year. However, no budget that doesn't have at least a five- or ten-year horizon to be balanced and in balance. They shouldn't vote for it. That's got to be priority number one. Next question. At A-O-R-L-E-T. Hey, Dan. Illinois is trying to pass an assault weapons ban. No semi-autos, no mags over 10 rounds. Once passed, you have 300 days to register your guns. Or slap with a felony. Can they constitutionally do this? Uh, no, I don't think so. Given the Supreme Court's recent history with the Second Amendment, I think they're going to get slapped down almost immediately, and the gun groups will file a lawsuit uh, probably as soon as this thing uh, has its first uh, as its first victim. Hey Dan at Gator Gimp, what's your opinion of Harmy Dilling, uh, Dylan becoming the head of the RNC? Put that in there because you heard what I said earlier. If you've been listening to the show. Um, I support it. I think Harmony Dillon would be far better than what we have now. We can't be losing any more elections. Hey, Dan, at NDP, if we lived in a simulation and your body would be a battery like in the Matrix, would you rather wake up and live like Neo underground or live ignorantly in bliss? I would 100% rather wake up. Folks, I've been given the option without being long-winded on this answer many times of taking a payday and riding off into the sunset. But I wake up every morning at four o'clock. I put this show together, at least content-wise, out of my head with the help of these guys on the production side. I don't have to do that. Joe and Guy are perfectly capable of putting together a more than, more than sufficient show. I don't do it because I don't, one, I don't want them to do it. And secondly, I believe in it. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not doing this for the money. You can research yourself uh, how my investments worked out. I'm not here for the money, believe me. I'm here because this matters to me. So, but good question. Thank you. Hey, Dan, at L. Kurtwright, Christmas time is a dear time to many throughout the world. Does a Bongino family have a Christmas tradition for the season? We do. We always go to midnight mass, and afterwards we give our two daughters one gift the night before, which they always get excited about. And also on Christmas morning for the last four years, I'm glad you asked this. We used to go on Fox and Friends, a whole family, and do a charitable donation. Um, but this year, I can't. I'm going to be doing it Saturday morning on Fox and Friends. I'm having a surgery next week, one of many. My broken down body is given up on me here. So I will not be able to go on the air uh, for a little bit. So you'll see my show on Friday, which we, yeah, on Saturday, excuse me, Saturday night at nine. Um, but uh, 
I'm going to be out for about a week or so after that. So, but thank you for asking. At Fair Out West, hey, Dan, President Biden wanders near the edge of the stage, clearly unaware of the danger. At what point would a Secret Service agent act to prevent the president or other protectees fall? They would act right away, and it's happened before. Um, and he did, the Secret Service has no problem whatsoever jumping on stage if they think danger is there. Remember what they did for Trump? Or if you want to go back and uh, you could put it in a search engine, put in Ronald Reagan, uh, stage, assaulted on stage. A guy comes up on stage and smashes that uh, big glass thing. And a friend of mine, God rest his soul, Jimmy Yarish, ran up on stage and right away got, uh, got to Reagan. So, yeah, they have no problem doing it. Uh, and he may not be too far from that. The guy always seems confused on stage. Hey, Dan, could you please explain the Hatch Act, why the worst press secretary in the world is using it to deflect answers? God bless you, my friend, at Danny Mora. The Hatch Act prohibits a certain class of employees, Secret Service agents, FBI, and other ones, from speaking about campaign-related issues. Karine Jean-Pierre is lying. She can absolutely talk about the DOJ's investigation of Samuel Bankman-Fried. She's hiding behind his donations to act like it's a Hatch Act violation. She's not advocating for a candidate. She's totally BSing you, 100%. Hey, Dan, this is from at Steve P5050. With you being connected to Fox, are you restricted or contractually obligated to not talk about any specific topics on your podcast? I get this question a lot. I put this in there on purpose because I hope it puts it to bed. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Period. Nobody tells me what to talk about ever. I mean, think about it. If there was a stipulation in my contract, right, not to talk about things on Fox, would we have put that segment that went viral about uh, Jessica Tarloff on The Five that we disagreed with that the other day? No, of course we're not. We do. Fox has been very fair to me. And I like Jessica. She's a nice lady. But she, can, she has opinions and I have opinions. And no, they don't stop me from talking about anything. All right. Is that the last one? All right. I should have known. I saw you not moving the uh, mouse around you on that. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please don't miss my Fox show, Unfiltered, tomorrow night at 9. I'm going to have a damning monologue in the beginning. It's going to be unfiltered. Not going to be any prompter. I'm going to lay out the case that this censorship is not just Twitter. Matter of fact, it's worse elsewhere, places you haven't even heard about. Don't miss it tomorrow night. Please subscribe to the podcast as well on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble. It is free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate your support. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.